for tuning in to Women and the Mic. How's everybody doing today? What's going on with you today, Miss D? How are you today? I'm alright. You alright? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and yeah. introduce yourself, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor. To all the viewers, my name is Roger Clark. I'm the mayor of the city of Urine Springs, Alabama. Uh, Mom Dukes invited me down here to your podcast, man. It's a pleasure to be in the building with you all today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice to have you. <laughs> <laughs> you one of the sweet sons. <laughs> 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 Don't be lying for her. We all people, man. You know, um, these two sides to every story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always that. Yep. All right. Tell us a little bit about you, baby. Um, give us a little insight about your, you know, how how everything conspired to you to get to where you at today. Oh man, all <laughs> good. Honestly, you right. know, um, came from one of the rougher neighborhoods in my community. Um, grew up just like everybody else, playing ball. Um, God just led me. You know, uh, went to school at Alabama State uh, University. Uh, graduated political science, two thousand and um, ten. Um, won my first election in 2012 as a city council member. I uh, served on the council for eight years until I won for mayor. Um, worked with Homeland Security, emergency management for five years. I'm um, working part of my county and the state. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's just been a journey. But uh, we're here now, uh, change, trying to change our community. Um, and, you know, just enlighten our people that um, the power is in our hands. Uh, we got to take back our communities. I think that um, the dynamic of um, how our community looks at political leaders are different now. Um, they want someone who is tangible, hands-on, who can relate, you know, and that's where um, it's time for us to step up and relate to our people and know the real concerns that they have and um, address those concerns and uh, make things better. You know, I'm about a, I'm a doer. You know, you know where you come from. Like you say, I, me and all her sons like brothers. You know, when we all doers, you know, you got to do um, things in different lights sometimes. So, you know, this is just my my, my purpose in life. So, um, just embracing it. That's what I was just about to ask. Why politics? I'm gonna say this. Uh, Played ball pretty good. Still can do something. I need to get back in shape. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I still I still got it. Um, but. It's on, it, I looked at it as a young man that it's three things that you're going to do to be real impactful. You're going to be an athlete. You're um, going to be an entertainer, you know, which is your rappers and things of that nature. Or you're going to be in civil service. I think that um, they run. Um, as an adolescent, I saw, you know, where everything was going. And um, just, I don't know, just want to change my community. I think that um, we limit our power by limiting our minds on um, what it's going to take to get us to the next level. You know, when you're in poverty and you go to your courthouses or to your city halls and people look at you or frown upon you because you come from a middle or lower class, you know, um, as a young man, that kind of did something to me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be someone different. I wanted to get to that position so I could help the people um, who were frowned upon so um, we all of that people, and it's time for us to rise. So um, that was my main focus and my drive on making that happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about when do when you hear young people sit back and say that being in the light that you in was a struggle, or they don't see themselves getting to that point? How do you encourage them to say, "Hey, nah." That, that that thought process you saying that we can't I am I am the person to show you I can't 
how do you man believe in yourself um in my community i was at a barbershop about two weeks ago and uh, one of the guys grew up with you were like clark i never thought that you would be in this position you know um and i think for my people um it was hands-on you know um everything's about transparency you can get on tv social media and talk and lie and different things like i really was a community guy you know <laughs> um and grew up with them but you know they seen a manifestation like i gotta get all mine to god like anyone nothing special about me like that you know uh, just making the right decisions choices you know um my grandparents you know parents you know i always tried to you know teach me right you know i took more so to the to the right than to the left you right. know and I, I encourage all my young men you know that we all gonna make mistakes you know uh you without seeing cast stone i can't cast no stone on nobody because we all done did everything under the sun but at the end of the day you have to stand on your principles and i think that the principles that you choose to stand on um ultimately dictates where you go in the future so it's for us to tell our um adolescents our young people you know um to shoot for the stars um don't let anything discourage you um if you have a dream and you believe in it go for it people may not see it i forget what rap it was you know if you can't see it you gotta see it for yourself you know what i'm saying so like if you see it for yourself go after it sometimes um your time frame is shorter or sometimes your time frame is longer. You know, my time frame was, was longer than us. I enjoyed college. I didn't graduate till I was 25. You know, I lived my life. You know, <laughs> uh, but it came to a point where uh, God saw it fit for me to um, get my degree and change and go into another direction, man. So I tell everybody, man, just push towards that mark. You know, we tell all our young black men, I think they need encouraging. I think we all need encouraging, even our young black queens out here. You know, we have to encourage each other. Uh, sometimes we are from... Um, rural areas and someone may say that they want to be an engineer, a doctor, um, brain surgeon, you know, you can look at like, cause you, your mind can't uh, comprehend that, but don't let your limitations limit the people around you. So I just ask for everybody just to, you know, keep a positive mindset. If somebody tell you something, even if you don't believe it, you know, say go for it, you know, queen, go for it, king, right. you know, and just push them in that light. The more people we have shedding that on each other, you know, you will see um, a community grow. And so that's what we're about. Um, do you offer, like, the scholarships to um, people in your community, like the ones that want to go to school that can't not able to afford it yet and all that kind of stuff? All right. Um, as a municipal leader, you know, um, it's Clark ENT, um organization, my company, um, mm -hmm. that me and my cousin started. We've been giving scholarships away uh, ever since 2013. Uh, stopped there a little while, you know, it all comes, I get everything out of my pocket. Um, but yeah, we do do that. Uh, we started with the Stop the Violence initiatives um, and having tournaments. We brought DC Young Flash, y'all, y'all from y'all area in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. They come down and just different people always come down, you know, just to shed light on our community and our people um, to try to get them more in tuned um, to why we need to stop all the violence, senseless violence in our community. Um, so many things is going on in the world. In every community, I hear somebody talking about his side of town. You know, there's something that we really got to stop senseless violence. Um, but to answer your question, yes, we do um, give scholarships away. I have. Um, in the past, in COVID, we didn't do anything this year. Yeah, that's but, understandable. Uh, yeah, yeah, we didn't do anything this year. But uh, the philanthropy of giving back, because uh, Alabama doesn't have a lottery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, um, 
it's not as many resources in the state of Georgia, you know, for our kids as far as like giving them that, that grant monies and scholarships of that magnitude. But we in my community, we most definitely try to stand behind our children um, as many as we can. Um, again, sometimes resources are limited, but um, any, ch any child um, that has any disadvantages and I can help them. And sometimes resources might not be financial. You know, but any resources that I do have, I give them to my community. Okay. So, have you ever thought about, um, like, you know that once upon a time, you know, we do, like, a lot of benefits. Um, have you ever thought about, like, getting a lot of these people together, a lot of our upcoming artists? Because, like, even with Clark ENT, um, getting a lot of these young folks together, um, we call it the millionaire movement. And just, like do some type of benefit and just raise money Mama. and just you know let's just try to get some money together to give to a lot of these young folks that's out here trying to do something positive man i totally agree with that uh, mom dukes um i think that's something that i most definitely want to entertain um i think that it takes a collaboration and uh, one thing that i mark myself on is collaboration over competition don't want to compete with anyone. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to collaborate because I think the more minds that's brought to the table, the more resources that are brought to the table, the more way we can help people. If it's an intellectual help or it's a financial help. So I think that all the viewers, if um, there's something that you are, are interested in trying to collaborate with, I think that's something that we most definitely need to do, Mom Dukes. Uh, like you say, Trillers Pass, um, we have Tall Black and the different people that are affiliated with Clark ENT, and just all around the city. I think that it's gonna take for um, our young black entertainers, um, rappers, uh, musicians, to, and to get together and you know um, think about the less fortunate because we all were there one day and you know it's <laughs> a point you know it's like everyone got to that point no one was really you know who who's in mainstream right now was brought in with a silver spoon you right. know so you can't forget you know where you been you know yeah it's kind of I mean you sit back and you look. Um, a lot of folks be like, "Oh, y'all don't understand the y'all don't understand the struggle," because you know, bro, y'all don't even understand how I used to have to negotiate with these, you know, <laughs> people to let you know these my boys go and perform in these clubs because they was underage. Great. You know, trying to keep them positive, um, not getting into all of the the easy stuff to get into, all this trouble that was so easy to get in and so hard to get out of, especially in Douglas County. We're going to put it out there, especially in Douglas County. Um, like, I know you do, you say you do the basketball tournaments. Okay, exactly how does that work? Um, how did you set that up? All right, uh, when we started in 2013, uh, we had a number of murders. Um, that continue to happen in the community. Okay. Uh, so what I wanted to do to defuse that situation, uh, we had a community barbecue, uh, we had a minister to pray, and uh, we just had festivities for the community on a Friday evening. Um, on that Saturday, um, I think, well, I know for a fact, being from the community, um, if you play sports, and at your school, you may have someone from the, the northern side, we're a small rural area, eastern side, or what, what have you, and so that brings that barrier to um, collaborate with each other. So sports always serves as a medium to issues because you, you take it out on the court, you right. know, and that's what I wanted them to do. You know, everyone repped a person in whom they lost. You know, we had Team DC, Team Jabo, just different teams, you know, and everyone competed and got a trophy, but it was a way to form that unity. You know, that's what we started there. Um, and, you know, been doing it uh, ever since. And I switch things up. You know, I may have barbecue festivities, may have a concert one, one year, you know, um, 
for the first six years we did strictly basketball but then i started just to throw different things in my community um, so we could have a different atmosphere but um, right. but yeah i think that um sports is a is a gap bridger um for all things you can even go back to segregation in schools you know for we had um black athletes playing for universities you know it was a divide you know but once you start playing sports you know it opened up you know for things to be more so inclusive so um that's just my technique as far as bringing them together but um i'm open for all things but i do know in douglas county <laughs> and all the rest you know i have family all around um that you know, um, bridging that gap and bringing our communities together and trying to find uh, solutions to stop all the sense of violence in the communities is something that we most definitely have to address. Okay. Um, as, a, as a young, very young black man yeah, um, doing this, um, what you're doing, or how many, I'm going to say, doors came your way when you was trying to step up and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. And, you know, like a lot of people don't want to see us mm -hmm. um, achieve Correct. So when you were saying this is what I'm going to do, how hard was it for you to step up and challenge them even when the doors were slamming and the windows was closing and you yeah. was putting your foot in it like, nah, you ain't going to shut it all the way. Yeah. I'm coming through here. How did you handle that? I think for myself, I handled it just like the rest of life. Uh, like I said, I was a community guy. And a lot of people that came from a similar struggle, you understand that officers come your way all the time. Somebody gonna tell you no, somebody gonna tell you you can't do something, but if you want it, you're gonna go get it. You know, so um, I don't look at opposition like everyone else. You know, um, I look at it as a trial and I find a solution to get to um, the destination which I'm trying to go. Uh, yes, it's always, every day, trials, um, it's tests, it's people. I'm a young man, I'm 36. Um, people who've been in political office for years holding positions um, sometimes um, find it uneasy you know to take directives from a young person you right. know and I find how to work with that and just keep going but I can't worry about the problem I gotta worry about the solution you know you can't dwell on what what's, what has happened or what is going to happen you have to dwell and worry about how you're going to fix that or how you're going to get to that particular goal in which you set so I try to keep that mindset you know um, achieve the goals in which I set and don't let nothing um, stop okay um I have a question um how's y'all dealing with the COVID since it happened COVID yeah um, I call them Rona, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know me personally, man. I take my sea moss. Uh, got black seed oil. I keep mm -hmm. aloe vera juice. You know, uh, sanitize, wipe down. I'm gonna do all that. Uh, we have a, a mask ordinance. Um, and if you're in the city, in the public, in my city limits, uh, without it, we have fines that we set upon them, um, trying to reduce some of those numbers. Um, I think that uh, we take it uh, for granted some, mm -hmm. um, but you have to get back to life. I, I think there's no real expert opinion because we never went through this before, you know. So, um, but if, again, I ask and I, um, as a public leader and official, I will ask for everyone to take this serious because we have elderly here and we have kids and we have people um, whose health is not um, up to par, you know, as, as others. So we want to take them in consideration. I think that uh, we all just need to be concerned about our neighbors, concerned about ourselves, concerned about our neighbors. You do that, you know, we'll be all right. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a good question. Like with the COVID thing, as far as school is concerned, how did you, how do y'all handle the situation? Because I know like a lot of kids, a lot of smaller, you know, areas is not um, equipped with all of the, the proper 
equipment for these kids to go to school from home. Let's say it like that. Is these kids kids back in school? Have you said they don't have to go to school? Um, All right. So we don't have city schools. We have county school. Okay. And um, in our county, our kids are going to school virtually. Um, our district um, allotted them um, iPads, Wi-Fi, and everything that they need in order to have um, those um, classes at home. Okay. Um, extended the broadband, so we're working pretty diligently like, to keep them safe. Um, if kids have any problems, it's on um, one or two days a week they can come. I think a lot of school systems are doing that, you know, if it's more so that one-on-one. But um, overall, we're doing everything virtually in our community um, okay. just to make sure we keep down on those numbers and keep those kids safe. How are your numbers looking? Um, they're kind of staying afloat right now. At one time, we did have a spike. Okay. Uh, we're trying to keep everything. I, I, I can't wait till it's over. But, hey, we haven't been spiking as much as um, counties around us, okay. so um, our municipalities, so that's a plus. Um, but, yeah, that's that's where we are right now. We're kind of pretty much balancing it out, but, you know, they change every couple of days, you know, mm-hmm. but um, especially with a new strand. So I don't know exactly um, where we are as of today, but where we were as of last week, we were at a standstill. I mean, it's been like that for not been one or two cases, but that's pretty much a standstill, okay, you right. know, percentage-wise. So uh, we're doing pretty good in our community. So have you guys started talking about next school year? Um, again, see, this, we don't have this, the schools are not ran up under me. Okay. Um, we have a county board of education, um, but I'm quite sure they're implementing plans uh, to make sure they safeguard the kids. Um, I know it's a lot of things changing in education. It's cycling and changing every day. I know mm-hmm. the legislature is um, in legislation now, you know, so no telling what's going to come through the House and state representatives, you know, as far as like changing different laws and how they're going to restructure certain things. So um, that's where they are right now. Okay. So, so you grabbing this mayor thing and you running with it. Don't look like you want to get this up no time soon. I mean, well, you know, and when the purpose, you know, is it before you, you got to finish, it, you know, so um, is it four years, eight years, 12, uh, you know, whatever God got, you know, but I know it's going to be a next step, senator. you know, so we just yeah, keep senator. it going. Let me see that senator right mm-hmm. there. Like, All right. Hey, <laughs> hey we're going to speak and claim it. Let's <laughs> speak and claim it. <laughs> How your brothers as your security? Oh, Lord, I don't know, I don't know about all that. Yeah. Well, hey, one, hey, one thing about my brothers gonna keep that quiet. But they they always my security. <laughs> you gotta pick up the phone. So, have you ever thought about um, thought about you know your next step? If, as you know, if you decided that you want to make, stay in, politi- in politics, do you want to take it to the next? Do you want to be the next the black president, male president? I'm gonna say this, Ma. Um, <laughs> I did go get my degree in political science, okay. but uh, I'm not a politician. I'm public servant. Uh-huh. I keep myself as like it, it, in, in 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 the political game. You know, people you know um, can say they're a politician. Some people say public servant, and I don't care which one they say. But just talking for myself, I think public servants are more humble, humbler approach. You know, um, this for me is, it's about like politics, law, it's so deep, you know, in it. But for me and why I made this move, it was for my community. My community has been in the standstill too long. Okay. Um, we need more jobs. We know better quality of life, you know, um, 
tax dollars. We need to be accountable for our dollars, you know, so we can spread them into our community, better recreational facilities, you know, different things for your elderly. So it's really for me, being a public servant, want to take care of my community in which I grew up, which I love. And if God has things outside of the box, you know, um, but yeah, we're moving, man. Um, starting up investment groups, trying to buy back our own community, uh, get those dollars flowing so we can be our stakeholders. I want I want all my citizens to become stakeholders in their community, in Ex our community. Go ahead. Explain that. Because right. people don't a lot of people don't know what you mean by stakeholders. All right, stakeholders in your community, landowners, business owners, and things of that magnitude, it means that you have a stake, you have a piece of your community. Now, um, we can be bigger stakeholders as individuals or citizens, but um, I think that a lot of times, um, based on our income, our jobs, and things of that magnitude, it's kind of hard to do things individually. That's where you come from, come to um, collaboration over competition. Um, Mom Deuce, you're a real estate agent. Uh, Ma'am, if you're a real estate agent, and you see you all competing against homes, join join that together. Now your portfolio is bigger, you know, okay. and now you're able to um, generate more residual income, you know. So it, it's all for me um, empowering our people to let them know, give them that free information, you know, um, bring them together, uh, letting them know that. The only way that we can get out of this lower class, middle class, kind of working together. And you look at all different families, um, Italians and things of that magnitude, and even um, Latino Americans. I know in, in Alabama we have an influx of them, but you'll see that a lot of Latino Americans um, stay together. They don't care if it's five, six in the household, you know, one car, <laughs> you know, because they save so much money, they're able to purchase big items. And that's what it's about, us getting our money together and purchase some of these buildings in which you see, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay, okay. That just enlightened me on some things. Because, you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm, I know I'm about to sound like the negative force over here. But, you know, they always say we are our own, we we, we are our own enemy. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we, unlike the Latinos and Mexicans, um, I can't stay with these two. Yeah. There's no way I'm gonna be in the house <laughs> with these two yeah. at the same time for yeah. no long period of time because you can't we we are so headstrong about there's only one one, one queen in the yeah. in the in, yeah. in the castle kinda, you know, the mindset that's like a lot of me. But I do sit back and watch how a lot of cultures, um, from Chinese, um, Koreans, how they one go they all put in their money in the pot and one person to take that money and buy this expand it then go back and snatch and say now you run this I'm about to take this money and go open this other business mm -hmm. and then while you move to that one they moving up and they bringing family I don't see us as a unit doing it like that why is that I think we got to retrain our mindset it's a trust issue um, I think um, that we can change that though I think it comes from being finding that core group of people you know, and that you feel like you can trust. And I think people will start opening up. A lot of people haven't seen people work together um, in our culture and not bicker about something as petty as money, you right. know. So uh, once we start changing that narrative, it's upon us, you know, it's our generation, our time. we got to change that narrative. Let's start showing them that it's possible. And I think once we show them that it's possible, then that 
ignites a light in their minds to be like, okay, you know, I seen these young men, I seen these young ladies, you know, do this, they work together, came together, and when you start seeing more of it, more, it's like a trickle down effect, like domino, you know, so it's about entraining that mind, you know, and doing that, and sometimes it start with, like this group right here, y'all stay hard on each other so much, <laughs> but it's, a, but it's a, I, I fear the Lord, you know, I know, I know how you and Pops are, you know, so, you know, y'all be on top of each other so much, but it's love there, and, and, and he just wants the best for you and you want the best you want the best for him. You know, find you two or three more. You know, it may be a small property, it may be a real estate of um property that you can start venturing in. You know, get a home, fifty six thousand dollar rehabilitated, you know, and, and put it on the market. You know, once you start seeing that money comes on in and you do your number, then now some more people gonna wanna come. You know, cause like I hate to use the term not like I'm a community guy. You know, um person see person do. Right. You know, you know it's that type deal. You know, so um I think just about that, that untraining of that mindset, you know, on learning how to trust. And then, like, you you made a, a, a prime point when you were talking about um, Asian Americans. Um, when they set one person over the finances and they take the money and do this, that, and third, we have to find that trust that doesn't need, you know, because what we have a problem is sharing um, power, you right. know. And, and, and I think we look at power different. You know, it's not saying that you run me or you run the money. You know, you just have the mental capacity to get the job done. You know what I'm saying? So right. it should be about a vote. You know, if, it should, if I feel like you can do it, then you do it. If I feel like the next person can, then that's their job. But you have checks and balances. You know, that's all it is about. Y'all come back to the group. They can't move without you. You know, but I think it's about retraining that mindset and going deeper. But I think it can be done. I'm going to try it. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. You know, I'm game for everything. So you ever consider like, um, like with the young um, people that, um, coming up, start doing like a financial program? To, you know the. Hey, it, most definitely that's in the works. You mm -hmm. know, uh, we, we we're trying to get that done. Like I only been in office on three months, three and a half months now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been a lot of transition. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I love the idea. Have some more things. Shoot at me. You know, uh, <laughs> we, we, we most definitely want um to put our kids in the best position possible. I think we need to train our young about um, stocks. Yeah, that's bonds. why. Bonds. We need to talk I'm about IRAs. You know, we need to talk about, you know, um, just putting them in a position, you know, um, to generate this money right now. You know, go ahead and get them insurances. You know what I'm saying? Right. Life insurance policies and things of that magnitude. You know, um, or putting some on our kids and telling our kids to put them on their parents. You know, same thing just with our work system. Um, but most definitely, uh, we. As a community, even in Alabama, Georgia, doesn't matter, North Carolina, you know, all our states, that's what we need to start thinking about. You know, train them early, you know, on where they need to go. But, yeah, I most definitely in the, in the um, plans of working on that as we speak. Yeah, because I'm actually teaching my daughter stocks, so. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. Hey, I know I know you wish you would have put on GameStop. Okay. All right, guys. We about to run into a commercial break real quick. Um, check it out. Y'all more than welcome to call in at 678-586-9241. Ask your questions. Again, check us out. YearRadioCast.com. Click the live link. Welcome to Women in the Mic. We'll be back. This is Dylan Yale, the program director of Yale Entertainment and Yale Radio Cast. If you feel like you're the person to talk about politics, sports, entertainment, and more, Yale Radio Cast is giving opportunities to those who are interested in a career in podcasting. We are now being heard by over 20 streaming platforms, including iHeartRadio, Pandora Music, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and more. Let Yale Radio Cast be the brand that delivers your voice to the world. 
contact us at yaleradiocast.com or email us at y-a-l-e-e-n-t-1 at gmail.com. The Yale brand is the gold standard and this is Yale Radiocast. Get the business. Hey, it's your girl, Kay Chantel, your favorite one from Women in the Mic. I have a question. Do you own your own business and need advertising? Do you provide a service and want to increase your clientele? Well, bring your advertising needs to yellradiocast.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. We offer graphic design, web design, and video services. So, not only can you grow your business with Yale Radiocast, you can also listen to the hottest independent artists. Go to yellradiocast.com and get the gold standard. Hey, this is your boy Mark L. coming at you live and direct from Yale Radio Cast. Check us out 2 to 4 every Saturday for the Mail Review. The Mail Review is a show where you get a perspective of how men think. We may have some special guests in the studio, maybe a woman here and there. You never quite know what'll happen with the Mail Review, but do know you will definitely be hearing from a masculine man standpoint about how we feel about things that are happening in and about our society. Be sure you tune in 2 to 4 every Saturday. Call in and listen to us here on YaleRadioCast.com. It's your boy Young Nino checking in, man. What's going on? This your boy Ether. This presidential worthy vote for me, Rap Analytics, man. We up in here. Check us out every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 p.m. on YaleRadioCast.com. We want your perspective. We're going to give you ours. Man, if you into this hip-hop culture, we got all the information you need. We're going to be breaking down everything from old school to new school, battle rap, fashion. Anything that has to revolve around hip-hop, we're going to bring it to you from today's perspective for what's popping in the news right now. Hip-hop, rap and Analytics go hand in hand. Rap analytics, yaleradiocast.com, baby, we live. Yale Radiocast, now on Pandora Radio. Okay, we are here with Mr. Clark, um, Union Springs, Alabama, correct? That's correct, it, that's correct. it. That's All right, right. Mr. Clark, let me ask you a question. Okay. Where do you see a movement? Um, would you let me let me jump off of your political aspect? Let me talk about um, your other venture you're into, okay? Um, Clark Entertainment. Okay, tell us a little bit about that if you don't mind. Um, Clark Entertainment is family business. Uh, me and my cousin Marquise, uh, her other son, <laughs> um, we started this. Um, we have a vast um, amount of family members that are in music. Uh, one of my cousins, um, DJ Nunu. Um, and out of Houston, Texas, she won the Go DJs, um, DJ of the Year twice. Got a chance to meet a lot of people in that end of that market. Uh, Marquise uh, Trill has <laughs> been in this area um, doing his thing. Um, so I think that as a family, what we base ourselves off of is, like I was telling you all earlier, when it comes to the community, supporting each other. You know, everyone has different goals and different um, ambitions in life. So we just um, focus on helping each other get to that next stage. Um, Clark Entertainment, man, we, it's, it's so vast. Uh, we've done plays, University of Alabama, University of Auburn, um, it was called STFU. Um, we've done just so many different things. Um, we had different little tours, um, go to different schools. Um, 
Man, anything in entertainment you can think of, you know, <laughs> from, uh, you know, um, everything on college campuses. Like, we've been working um, for a while now, you know. Um, they say it takes a lot of, a while to break in the game. We have a new artist, um, Clark NTN, um, Tall Black. You all can check out his song, um, You Don't Know the Feeling. Um, it was um, orchestrated for everyone who have lost someone in 2020. We all lost, you know, of gun violence, COVID, sure enough. You know, it's, it was a lot of death in our communities and a lot of pain. Uh, I think this song uh, markets uh, more to healing of that pain. You know, when you hear that song, man, I think that you vibe to it. Um, it's on all streaming platforms. So, uh, yeah, Clark NT, we are a family brand. Uh, what we want to do is to all our artists, uh, we go different places, uh, perform, have different events. We believe in giving back. You know, I want us to change the narrative of how we move in the industry. I think that um, we get money out of communities, you know, when we go um, perform, do concerts or what have you, but how often do um, we go to the boys and girls clubs in the areas in which we get the funding from? How often do we go to different neighborhoods, let them see our face, you know, as a community person, you know, when you hear, hear someone in your community as a young man or a young woman, you hope they'll come to an area <laughs> because you, you don't have the funding to be there, you know, and that can shed light on so many, you know. So I plan on the Clark NT and Clark Entertainment, rather, um, when we continue to move and, and build that, that ladder, you know, I want to make sure that we are in the communities full force. I think it's a cycle. I think wherever you get, you should give. Because everything is a circle of life, so um, we're pushing more for that community fold. But um, Clark NT is definitely a brand that um, you need to um, hear about, know about, and uh, you would most definitely see in the near future. Most definitely, um, it's interesting because you know it's um, the areas that we started doing the independent <laughs> everything at. When we walk in and now I see my son taking over the spots that we did, yeah. you know, eight years ago, and now he's there still with it. Like, damn, my dudes, we got this. You know, yeah. y'all, y'all, you started, y'all started this, Correct. and we grab it and we gonna keep running with it. You know, because we walked in and me and him sitting up in there and we looking around and we like, bruh, damn, eight years. This was us sitting up in here to three, four o'clock in the morning, having to be up at six in the morning to go to work, you know, trying to make sure all of these artists is being heard and we have these people coming in, listening to them. And now that we sit back and these same young people that's doing it, you know, it feels good. I don't know about, what you say, Mr. Williams? How you feeling over there, just knowing? Just to see the next level of people that we saw years ago progress and move into a new chapter in their life. Yeah, you know, it, it, it is outstanding. I commend you, young men. Yeah. I'm proud of y'all. Appreciate it. You know, for, you know, we've known some people in that same time frame digress. Yeah. Definitely. So it's outstanding to see young men progress yeah. even past where we were at. Correct. Yes, so what I'm saying? So yes. continue that good work. Is what <laughs> I can say. And we appreciate that seed that you all sown. And I think um, that's what Nipsey kind of, what Nipsey Hustle was referring to as far as that marathon. Um, the, the race continues. You know, uh, sometimes I know in the, in the in the Bible, Moses he took him to the promised land. He didn't get a chance to see the promised land. You know, sometimes it comes from our parents and and big brothers, big sisters. You know, making that way. You know, and then we got to pick it up and keep going. We may not get to that next that next level that we think that we should, but maybe the ones behind us, nieces, nephews, cousins, children, you know, will get there. So it's all about that cycle. You know, because every every person is important. Every deed, every 
um, experience you all have put us in front of, you know, we would not have known, especially Marquise, Creek, Spaz, and the rest, <laughs> they wouldn't have known about that lane in life if it wasn't for you all. You know, so by you exposing them to that, opened up different blessings, you know, for us to get to that next level in that endeavor. So uh, we appreciate that, man. And we just going to continue to do it for the next generation. And uh, hopefully that, you know, after a while, you know, all of us will be blessed, financially uh, stable and wealthy, <laughs> you know, uh, because that's all this it's about. It's about building that generational wealth, right. you know, uh, to pass down. That's where we have been failing our kids, you know, and our grandkids, you know, in that regard that we haven't placed ourselves in a position to give them a leg up, you know, so they are kind of fighting, you know, um, from where we started from. So you keep saying a community guy. So as a community guy, now mayor, you stating you wanted to see some changes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. That's a bad <laughs> So what's um, some of the things you plan on do to see, try to make changes? Um, in my community, to try to make some changes, um, like she was saying, and, and educate our youth, um, train them on financial stability, teaching them about stock markets, um, changing the mindset of the like I think our kids now um, listen to so much rap and take everything verbatimly. You mm -hmm. know, we've seen um, incidents uh, recently. You know where people go outside the box. I think first we have to slow our young men and women down in our communities, you know, um, change their mindset. And that's going to be uh, a task, you know, ahead of me. I think everything goes into phases. But what I want to do is to change their mindset and to replace it with some form of education, you know, um, like you were talking about, you know, making sure that our kids not only have that form of education, but can they have that, that degree and that trade, right. you know what I'm saying, teaching them how to be self-sufficient. You know, um, like you we were talking about the coronavirus, we were just joking. It's showing you that it's a whole different aspect of life now. You know, uh, the job market's kind of unstable. Mm -hmm. People are not going back to the traditional way of working. Mm -hmm. So we have to change the mindset of our youth, you know, a program into them how to be self-made. Right. You know, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners. You Holy. know, so um, it's so many different things. Uh, that's such a broad question, but main focus is changing that mindset um, of where we are and where we need to go in our communities. So that's my main focus for right now. I believe this. I believe with the COVID happening, um, if you ain't put your mind to go get it, you ain't gonna. You don't have it to go get it. Because right now, this is like when I say this, and I say this at the um, the humblest way. Um, when this happens, this this made this our whole plan feel across the world even. Everything, all your status, all your money, everything that you thought you was went completely out the window. Correct. Everybody went to a flat slate. It's brand new. It's a piece, clean piece of paper. Whatever you write on it is what you make. I see anybody, everybody who wants to go get it, you have no reason not to have it. Correct. I think um, every day we have the option for a brand new start. Right. You know, that's how I will. Um, but you're right. Um, with the change of the climate of the world, um, we do have another slate to try something different. So I guess it's upon us to just spread that message. You know, tell everyone that, okay, right now, forget what happened in the past. Where do we go from here? You right. know, that starting point. And um, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Hit that reset button. Oh. So um, we can hit that reset button and I'll <laughs> go through the roof. Okay, okay. Um, as far as um legacy, what is it that you're trying to leave behind? Love. Wow. And I'm saying I'm just being honest, like I'm simple. You know, uh, love. You know, I want 
all to like you say God is love. You know, I love you with love does. You know, I ain't trying to be nothing but what God had for me to be. You know, I'm just gonna do what I gotta do. You know, change my community, uh, enhance lives as much as possible, and put my family in a position where I can give my children and grandchildren that leg up. See, now you about to ruin my reputation. Everybody think I don't like people and like them kids. And you coming up here no, acting no, no, no. folks, making folks think I'm a good person. Well, you are a good person. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We ain't doing that. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we ain't gonna do that. We is not doing that. Hey, oh. And I think that's the stigma. <laughs> that we got to stop. Everybody a good person at heart. Yeah, Just because a person make a decision, you don't know what made force that person to that decision. Like I was telling you, I'm a community guy. And I mean, we ran over just because I speak well. You know, uh, right. at the end of the day, you um, everyone's a good person. We got to choose to choose that side, you know, and we have to nurture as a community um, our kids in order for them to see that that side is the better side to choose because when we choose that negative side, number negative come behind it is fact, you know, right. no matter um, if it's immediate, long or short term, <laughs> you know, where, you know, um, you reap what you sow. You know, we can't get past that. So we just ask everybody to uh, sow those good seeds. You know, just think about coming up, um, especially you know, young, because you know I I stay hard on on y'all coming up, um, because I knew the other side of the streets. You know what I'm saying? And I knew it's because of your number one. And I'm not saying this to be mean, but you born with three strikes. Yeah. When y'all born, you know, you born black, you born a black man, and you born a black man in the United States. So you already got the three strikes. So when you get into any kind of trouble. Shit, you guilty from the rip, and that's what we be trying to explain to a lot of these young folks. Have you ever thought about getting some of your other side of your brothers <laughs> to um sit them down and let them know, you know, look, bro, this jail ain't where you want to be. Prison is not the place to be. Being hard is not the place to be. Having the name in the streets is okay, but also having the name, having a piece of paper that's showing some degree and some education is also the place to be. So, you know, have you ever thought about putting a program together or an out, uh, outreach together for these young men to let them know that it's okay to be cool, but it's also okay to be smart? Man, I live the outreach, Ma. Talk to them every day, all the time. <laughs> Uh, I got a lot of friends that uh, have been incarcerated, you know, uh, lost them to the grave. Um, and just talking to him, matter of fact, it was a, um, a young man, gentleman, uh, I grew up with. Uh, he's in prison, and one of my co- collegiate uh, friends is uh, head investigator, I mean, well, uh, head CO at uh, one of the facilities. He, he found out that he was friends with me, asked him about me, and uh, he was like, man, I wish I would listen to him, you know, and we can't force people to listen. Our parents tell us stuff all the time, don't go out there and do that. You know, say to force listen, we got to pray that they receive what we tell them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I had to receive what they told me because I could have been the same way, you right. know. Um, but at that time, at, at that token, that is what we need to push, you know, as black men to let them know. And I think that the culture is changing. It's our youth. You know, we got to mm-hmm. catch them in the house mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a lot of these incidents that's happened. You know, a lot of 12, 13, 14-year-olds, you know, uh, um, kind of like going left, you know. Mm. So it's going to take, you know what I'm saying, for us to catch them at an earlier age. And I know this is a topic that people don't like, man, but, you know, Section 8, you know, it hurt us. You know, men can't be in the house. You know, you ain't got no man in the house. A yeah. boy gonna buck a mama. I would want to by a single mother. You know what I'm saying? One for a grandparents, you know, it'll been it'll been it's hard. Right. You know, so like we just gotta catch them at an age where um they receive us, you know. Um but for our young um, black men that are incarcerated, man, be strong out there. You know, um that's not the way. When they touch down, they know that's not the way. It's just for 
um, the brothers and family members who come around them not to plant no seeds back in their head. Right. You know, because we all vessels. You know, we can be weak to certain things. You know, you know, you may be, you know, as, as ladies, women, I know y'all can all attend, maybe trying to go down a straight and narrow path. You know, you may see, you know, a gentleman that, you know, maybe tickle your fancy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you don't even want to do that. You know, but you get with your homegirl who going who, 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 who gonna to make you hit the club. You know, you don't revert it back. You know, when we have our, our the, the guys, the gentlemen, the brothers, when they get out of jail, let's put them in a positive situation. You know what I'm saying? Let's take them, let's take them to the to, to the job office, you know, let's take them somewhere that's going to put a new seed in their mind instead of taking them around, around what put them there, you know. And with that being said, you know, in, in your position, have you thought about coming up and helping make make a law or come up with a law that with these young men coming out of prison? Because I mean, um, it's kind of hard for these young black men now. Well, it's easier now, but is they still give them that hard time as far as when you say, "Hey, I did time in prison," they. Ooh, Oh, that's beyond me. Yeah, that's the box. No, that's um the legislature. No, no, I was talking about the box. You know, the application of the box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The box. But you have an option not check it. You know, they don't check it. They do a background check. Yeah, correct. Um, there's something that we face. It's it's the system. You know, and it comes from us. Like we have these talks about it. Right. And I tell people who have complaints on to the mayor's office all the time. Um. You can call me and tell me or see me in the community and say what's going on, and that's good. I can speak on your behalf, but nothing's better than documentation. Mm -hmm. You know, write something up. You know, you know how many people have said that they're upset about this um, system as far as like not getting your rights back to vote or not being able to catch a good job once you catch that felony. You know, and some people, you know, didn't do it, you know, and still have to face that. So it comes for us as a community, man, write your senator, write your representative, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Put pressure on because we work for you all. That's why I say public servant. If it wasn't for your votes, no one would be in office. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's upon the citizens um, to compel letters or requests for their representatives to, you know, move on those issues. So, like, let's say it could it could be a hundred, 150 mothers that got convicted, you know, um, children or sons, right. you know, that they, they want their rights, you know. Write your senator. If you're in the same district, write him. Right. You know, he got a hundred letters from a hundred mad mothers saying that, hey, I need you all to consider Changing this, you ain't got to demand them, but tell them you can strongly consider. And we about we to losing. talk about it on women in the mic, and we about to call you out on it. Don't do that now. <laughs> I'm gonna give you game, but you ask a question. On, but seriously yeah, though, yeah. That, that's what it's about. Documentation, man. Y'all make sure that if um in in our voices um can be heard, you have okay. to make our voices heard as a community, as people. So um I just want us all to ignite each other, you know, encourage each other that um we don't have to sit back. And let some of these things stay the way they were. You right. know, everything changed, so the time for change is now. Okay, that's what's up. Go ahead, Miss Dina. You want to say something? Oh, no, 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 no. I was just thinking about what you were talking about with the jail and thing. No, I'm just saying, like, because it's a study saying that, you know, when a prisoner is educated and while he's in jail, before they took the education part out of most of the jails, that he's less likely to go back into jail. So that's like one of the things that, but like he said, that's not his part of his government. Okay. That's something way bigger and say something I, way over people's head when they come down to that. Okay. But a lot of people don't know that. 
I'm the one of the people who didn't know. That's why I asked the question. Oh, okay. okay. Let that's, you know. Yeah, that's why I asked. <laughs> All questions are good questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, you say you want to show love, spread love, and do all this positive stuff and everything. What do you feel as we as a unit need to come together to do um, to, to get this behind us, to get this... Black men ain't good men. Black women is nothing but twerkers, or you know, we want to smoke weed and pop mollies and shit because we have that. You know, we had that, but now, and I'm about to, I'm about to be funny. I'm about to say this with love, but be funny with it. When Bill Cosby was out, mm-hmm. and he had the Cosby Show, and it showed both families, you know, the doctor and the lawyer, and they showed the real situations of what goes on and you know with with the kids and then he had the school um different world and we had so much positive stuff i i i'm not a big dl hugley fan yeah. but i have to respect dl hugley because i even love when he had the, the yeah the hugley slow and he was showing his thing we had all those black Rock. sitcoms mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and they showed positive black men they showed positive mothers I feel like they took that from us because it was showing too much positivity. I think we got to recreate that. And um, a lot of shows aren't being viewed that's trying to come out positive right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think a lot of those shows were mainly watched because the family sat down and watched TV together mm-hmm. in, that, in, in, in that time in life. Uh, families don't do that as much as they used to, um, I'm seeing. And... Um, you had no choice. It's just like, I don't care how disprivileged you were. Mm-hmm. Um, parents in the day, you know, didn't allow. So if some stuff you ain't going to watch. Your family found you watching mm-hmm. that, uh, licking at certain things, like <laughs> adult swim, like bees and butt eggs. Come on. You know, things like it just, I mean, we, everybody snuck and did it. Right. If you sit down and watch the Cosby show, I'm quite sure you watched that with your family. Everybody probably did. Yeah, but it's like, you laughing. You'd be, like, you be like, what the, they, What is he going to do now, you know? It helped formulate that institute, the first institute mm-hmm. of education, which is family. And when family come together and show love for them 30, 20, 30, 40 minutes, however long the show lasts, you know, that's bonding time. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you get a chance to bond and see what's going on in real life situations for other people, it sometimes encourages the children, the mother, the father, to start speaking on what's going on every day. Right. And enhance your mindset. So I, it, it's just about what we what we um, input in ourselves, you know. So I think that we can start back watching those shows. Netflix have them, you know. Right. They, you know, and the moral of certain stories never change. You know what I'm saying? You can sit down and watch a Cosby show. Uh, which I don't know how long it's been off the air, maybe 30, 20, 30 years. Yeah, but you, you still watch it. You, it's it's like, you feel you get the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, old Denise shouldn't have did that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or Rudy shouldn't did that. Like, you know, so are you looking at your child like, Really, well, you, bro? Let me show you this. You know, this. you know me. My kids watch but SpongeBob. You know why? He always got a job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he always ready. <laughs> like, See? go to work. <laughs> got a two-story house with a snail. You want to be like him? <laughs> my thing is, um, you know, I just feel like we met a lot of positive young people doing great things. I would love to challenge some of them to put some stuff together that's straight positive. Um. Start let's 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 get um we have a YouTube channel now. Let's start putting some positive stuff out there, some stuff out there to say, Hey, check this out. Um we gotta we have an outlet. Yeah. Even though, you know, these T V stores won't do it, should we have a black outlet that says, Hey, bring it to us, we got you. Yeah. Let's start showing our youth that it's more to um us than 
driving driving on 32s and 44s and you know ass out titties out you know smoking weed all day popping drugs and thinking that's the cool thing because being cool at one time was being educated why we can't bring that back i want to bring that back you got to you have to you gotta send the the kids these days are different like no it's not it's not no no, i'm just saying like kids don't tiktok you know what I'm saying? Okay, well, I be, understand that, but don't it still start at home somewhere? Yeah. That's no, where it, it all still start at home. But you, the mentality of the children that are who who, now, control, who controls that? The, the, you can say real. who controls you that. You can the say the parents that. control that, but at the end of the day, they have they have other outside influences too. Well, I'm gonna say this, you know, um, and just being a community guy, you know, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm to break it down, you know. Um, it, it has to be from from the household. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't got to be the mom or dad, or parent, me brother, somebody. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to control what they do and, and monetize their time to be productive. You can mess around and spend three, four hours on social media and ain't read a book. Mm-hmm. You, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't did no chores mm-hmm. or none of that. And if we don't start that now, like we are just talking about, we're trying to get our young black men out of prisons and get their rights back. You know, because a lot of a lot of them never really took the time, and I'm talking about my friends. You know, never took the time to think about you can't just do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Until it's too late, and then when you're in that institute, you know everything is structured. Mm-hmm. You know, so like it's, again, the children are different. You know, but ain't nothing new under the sun. You mm-hmm. know, um, I, something that I, you know, took. Um, how do I want to put this? Something that helped me. I don't know what helped everybody else. In school, when they had capital punishment, oh, it gonna make you get right. Cause yeah. the principal just whooped me. You know, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just being honest. It made me respect the classroom a little more. You know what I'm saying? I see now, a lot of times now, you may catch a child on TikTok or on Facebook, you know, doing class hours. In class. You know, I know the laws are different and things, but I'm just talking about from we talking about family right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like so we can only um dictate what our lineage does. Mm. You know, our household, our children, you know, but we should push it to them that like, hey, okay, you can have the phone or pay your bill, you can do whatever. But doing that one hour or that two hour block, that two hour block need to be strictly for, you know, what you came to get. Mm. You know, right. don't be distracted. You know, that's mm. the only thing about those distractions. And it's good. You know, everybody gotta have entertainment recess. You know, you should let you go to sleep mm. <laughs> you know, nap time. Yep. You know, but at the end of the day, I think uh, everything can work together for the good. We just have to learn how to structure our time and what we do. So much time for entertainment, so much time, you know, for chores, so much time for intellectual property. You know, it's just different things that we have to do. But again, like, the children are who we make them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just being honest now. We just got to make them, you know, the way we want them to be. And they, you got to give them the leeway to be themselves, yeah. you know. But we got to lay some form of a, a framework. And I'm going to say this. The framework that my single mother, my grandmother and grandfather laid for me, boy, kept me out so much. Like, I'm all doing it like Creek and all the rest. They look at me like big brother. I just come from Alabama to, to Atlanta and kick it, you know. But, like, even in my own community, a lot of my friends may not have the same framework. That framework allowed me to be able to get back to it, to be where I am now, to help more, you right. know, because all of us are one mistake from 
everything. You know, penitentiary, broke, whatever. You know, so like making those decisions. So I think that framework in which we set for our children, man, is very important. You know, to put them in a in a class. I hate to always go back to biblical, but you know, train a child in the way he should go. When he get old, he won't depart from it. You know that's what I'm saying? So that's the most that's the most important thing. Well, I would like to say thank you, Mr. Clark, for coming on to Women in the Mic and, and telling us your story. Thank you for taking the time out. Um, Tiki, you have anything you want to say before we close out? Thank you for coming out. Appreciate it. And I like your input and love. That's different. That's <laughs> yeah. different. You don't hear too many people saying that that's what they want to leave. Go ahead, Ms. Ms. Queen D. I appreciate um, what you were saying about um, bringing the community together and everything. Because that's what we need, especially during this time. Yeah, okay. And while we can. Correct, correct. Like you said, we start button. And, and I just want to say thank you all for inviting me. I think it was some good dialogue just to hear, you know, what's going on in the mindset of our queens in a whole other state. <laughs> Made me be able to um, bring some of those ideas um, back to my community, you know. Um, so I just thank you all for this time. All right. This is Women in the Mic. Thank you all again. Um, YellRadioCast.com. And we're out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Radio Cast. Radio Cast. Radio Cast. Radio Cast.